Okay, so look, um, a cab, obviously, right? <laughs> obviously. Sure. But I have to... Oh, look, what do, you, what do you love most about my cold opens, Corey? Not to want to put you on the spot, but what do you love most about when I started Joag? <laughs> um, the spontaneity and... Yes. <laughs> the um, visceralness of your cold, okay. cold opens. I... What... I'd like to think that I I, I take you there, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, exactly. I like to think that I that I pluck you from mm-hmm. where you are, be it work, be it with your family, wherever, whatever your your reality is, your contemporary reality. I pluck you from it, <laughs> and I take you and pop you down somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna seek to do that again this week. Um, I'm gonna pluck you from wherever you are, and I'm gonna take you to a place that I love the most. Um, it's a place <laughs> anywhere where the story is set before really stringent record-keeping and primary witnesses. That works out well for you, doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> That's doesn't the it? best kind of story doesn't it? for you. <laughs> oh, it's the best. It's the best. Um, But thematically, this cold open, it's just beautiful. And it'll, 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 it'll all come into play, you know, as, as, as the story unfolds. But listen, listen. A cab, of course, right? But... In eighteen in the eighteen eighties in France, right? Mm. If you were a detective, if you were on the fucking gendarmes in the late eighteen uh, hundreds, you would have heard the name Robert Ledry. Okay. Okay. Um, Ledry uh, was a real life detective during the eighteen eighties, and absolutely, he is up there with your Sherlock's. Oh. With your fucking, you know, your Bruce Wayne's, um, <laughs> pick another detective and insert him there. Poirot, sure, you know? yeah, there you go. You know, Miss Marvel. I like that all, Bruce all Wayne these... came to mind as a detective before Poirot. Well, he's the world's greatest detective, isn't he? <laughs> sure, okay. So, that's just fact. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, you know. Ledry, he's 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 this detective who's made a fucking name for himself, right? He is relentless. He is tireless. He will stay awake for twenty four hours at a time. He has infiltrated and broke up, uh, kind of you know, uh, black magic cults. He overturned a, uh, a a political coup, you know, with roots all the way back into Russia uh, in eighteen eighty four. The guy is a narc, but he's like a turbo narc. Yeah. Okay. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's. This is the guy that is relentless, right? He is sure. le fucking detective magnifique, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> You're so impressed with yourself right now. <laughs> so, look, I don't know if his colleagues hated him. I kind of feel like if I was one of his colleagues, he would have pissed me off a little. Right. Um, But in 1887, due to his fantastic track record of solving the strangest cases... You know, that need him to go in deep. Uh, he was puzzled one summer morning when he got a call from his, you know, his fucking control or whatever, uh, 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 assigning him to a part of France called Le Havre mm-hmm. and assigning him to a, a strange case at the uh, St. Ardres Beach uh, where sailors had been going missing, right? Okay. Seafaring, seafaring gentlemen had been returning from the ocean and re- uh, and they're, they're therefore after going missing strangely so they're coming ashore like hey yep. do some shore leave have a good time 
exactly uh, and then of, not of get back fish. to the ship exactly and then disappearing strangely mm, okay. okay who who on earth are you going to call to solve this case this has got robert ledry written all over it right so in he comes um and he's immediately engrossed right engrossed in the investigation um and a little kind of um pissed off to get a call when he's diving into this this case of the missing seaman um to be reassigned to a beach nearby where he was staying where a prominent businessman had been missing right a guy by the name of andre monet uh had been murdered or or, or you know had vanished had been killed on okay. the beach late at night right so now, wait so did he is there a body on. or he's missing this there is a body there's okay, 100 gotcha. percent a body there's a body there's a crime scene okay uh get Ledry on the fucking case. Get him down here, right? <laughs> get him down here. Get the fucking light on. So um but that's the thing. Ledry, he's he's asking questions, right? He's interviewing family members, he's talking to friends, and the case is full of baffling gaps, right? This guy had no enemies. This guy uh the crime appeared random. Mm. Uh his his uh, uh Monet's belongings were all perfectly intact upon his person you know there was no robbery or or attack motive it seemed random Mm. uh and it seemed inscrutable yeah until uh robert spends longer on the beach there are footprints leading to and away from the body uh you know they're all of the all of the elements are in place here for Lidry to solve this case you know in the manner for which he's famous sure um so he's looking at the beach he's looking at the body he's looking at the footprints a bullet has been recovered right the the, the bullets okay. responsible for the murder yeah the, uh, like a, a the bullet, bullet casing a single, or whatever exactly 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 a single bullet has been recovered and Lidry is sat on the beach and he's looking at the footprints and he's looking at the body and the shore and the waves and the bullet and he's he's fucking whoa what the fuck is this is incredible this is strange but then people who are watching him on this beach recorded as saying his his expression all at once changed from from being fascinated in the details to being terrified to being to almost having made some kind of incredible realization. It's right? like the like in movies whenever they do that, and you're like, yeah. nobody does this. Like, oh, I hate you know, yeah, like a... for a moment, their face is like totally clear, and then <gasps> they have a realization. Exactly. Exactly. There's a there's a TV show over here called Death in Paradise, right? That Peter is a big fan of. I've, and it's yeah, I've seen that. Per- yeah, there you go, and that always ends the same way. The fucking <laughs> police don't have a single bastard clue about who's in, uh, you know, who's who's responsible until they see something. Oh, blue. Yeah, blue. Right. Blue shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's this oh. guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that seems to have happened here on the beach. Right? Okay. Fair enough. Um, And examining the scene in minute detail, as he was famed for, without a word, his demeanor changed. He became pallid. He became almost terrified looking, petrified. Uh, and without a single word, it is said that Ledry withdrew from the scene and locked himself in his room, went back to his hotel, locked himself, incarcerated himself in his own hotel room before heading directly to Paris the next morning. Can I make okay. a real quick aside? Sorry. Just because Please. of what we were talking about, my brain then ADHD spiraled. I wonder, like, 
if Sherlock Holmes were a real guy, right? Or like any yeah. of these, your Poirots and your whatever. Yes, 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 yes. Like yes. the way that you were talking about like, oh, you know, uh, blue, that reminds me of something. Like sure. no, none of this stuff would hold up in court, right? Like if the only Absolutely things that no. they could come up with are like these like, you basically have to unwind like the motives and like circumstantial stuff to yep like that's how all of these things are solved like every single person sherlock holmes caught would get away like there'd be no way 100 percent. you couldn't prove Nothing any of this that you, you had no there's evidence yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right this has never dawned on me until like just this moment i was like hey Completely. that wouldn't hold up <laughs> yeah no not at all not all at all. of these he of... like got a good monologue in and then all these people were like well <laughs> see you later and went home stop you there yeah. <laughs> to to kill again, to kill again, right? <laughs> you know, Sherlock Holmes was nothing but a liability. Yeah, um, sorry, go on. He gets to Paris. Legendary, yeah. however, right? Yeah. Uh, after incarcerating himself in his room, after seemingly having some kind of bombshell revelation about this case, mm-hmm. he uh, imprisoned himself overnight and drove directly to Paris because you see, Legendary had solved the case. Mm. Um, in Paris. Lederie shocked his superiors by claiming the case solved. And from his bag, he produced a plaster cast of one of the footprints at the beach. All right. What had shocked him so much the day before was noticing from all of the footprints leading to the body, leading away from the body, that all of these footprints had something in common and it had something in common with him in that they were missing a toe. Okay, I was about to say, was it him? <laughs> the plaster cast were missing a big toe on their right foot, just as Ledri was missing a big toe on the plaster oh, cast, uh, a big toe of his right foot. Um, while in Paris, he confessed to something very strange. He confessed to his superiors that upon his arrival at La Havre, he woke up the morning that he got there. He woke up after 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 sleeping the night. He woke up and found. For for reasons he couldn't explain, his socks had been soaked through, and there was sand in his socks. Oh, bruh! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And as the puzzle pieces just clicked into place, uh, he found that he had shot a single fucking bullet from his gun, from his police issue Luger. Wow. Which of course matched perfectly the bullet that they recovered from the body. See, Ledri was such a fucking crime-solving animal. On this occasion, he fucking caught himself. What? He actually detectivized <laughs> that as a, uh, a a lifelong sleepwalker, a lifelong somnambulist, Ledri had been wandering in the night, had been to the beach, and had randomly fucking took out his gun and shot this guy whilst sleepwalking. Holy shit. Yep. That's um, amazing. Indeed. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was, he was, and what what happened afterwards is, is even more incredible, all right? Because he was prosecuted for this and, and charged and sentenced for it. He was sentenced to life, but allowed complete freedom by day, <laughs> but then confined to prison at night. <laughs> when he's sleeping and might go and when he might go, gank somebody. Go, exactly. Go, go a killing. Yeah. And... Um, this arrangement of him being a prisoner at night, but completely free of uh, 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 by day, uh, was an arrangement that he kept until his death in 1939. 
That's wild. You know, I read about another guy who had like a like a more recent case mm. that was like this too, where a guy had I want to say killed his girlfriend, um, but it was like it definitely was like he had no idea he had done it, no recollection of it, any of this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, they ended up like basically he. Uh, I don't think I think he didn't kill her. I think he just did something violent or whatever. But okay. he uh, they realized like, yeah, he's been a lifelong sleepwalker and he commits. He can get violent when he does this. And so literally instead of like he was acquitted of the charges or they were dropped um, and he was able to like live out his life. But yeah. the condition but was that his wife had to lock him in a room uh, at night so that he couldn't oh. get out and harm anyone. I mean, that is so cool. <laughs> right? Like... That the, their love endured. <laughs> yeah, whatever it happened. she is now almost like his nighttime guardian. You right, know, his... the keeper of... Exactly. His... She must lock him away lest his rage... Right. Yeah, it's like... Um, it feels like something from like a gothic novel, doesn't it? It's... Exactly, and coming right off the back of Bram Stoker's Dracula, that's it's the kind of tale that I'm super into. Yeah, so, like, honestly, this is the kind of story that would sound, like, completely implausible. Like, yeah, right, like, mm -hmm. he knew he did it, like, whatever, and then he had a guilty conscience, and he turned himself in. But yep. I was like, no, that that legit happens, <laughs> so... Oh, yeah, completely, and, and you know, is not is by no means just a kind of a, a modern thing. This, this yeah, you know, all the way back to right. the 1800s, and, and God knows how far beyond. Incredible. Thank mm. you for that. Let me quote directly from my notes, if I may. Yes, please do. Fucking look at these nerds. Oh, mise-en-scene. I don't think anyone has ever said mise-en-scene in such a horny way before. The way I whispered the word sex cannibal recently. Worst comes to worst, Mark. I'm willing to guillotine you for science. Thank you. That's really, really sweet. It's cold so... outside, but my pancreas is talking to me. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm gonna leg it. You know how I feel about that, Mark. I think you feel great about it. I like that you went with the theme for your gold open. Thank you. I like that you liked it. I'm glad that you enjoyed. I'm glad that you, you know. I'm all about thematic through line, mate. I'm all about that. <laughs> you are. That's true. I don't know if that's something you know, but I will only agree to appear on something if that if that kind of dramatic integrity is preserved the entire way. Otherwise, that's I walk. Is that the rule? Otherwise, I'm fucking gone. Mark, I have some... I have some bad news for you about what's been going on in this podcast for the past four years. <laughs> it's a good thing I never listened to it. Hey. Hey. How's it going? Hey, Wednesday, Joag. This is unusual. It's Tuesday. Fuck. I'm going to do that again. Can we do that again? <laughs> sure. <laughs> a Tuesday, Joag. My goodness, that's unusual. What's going on with this? It is unusual. Boy, we are, we're struggling this week. Uh, but listen, it's, you know, it's the holidays. It's, exactly. It's busy. I am so tired. I, I, I'm just looking at you. <laughs> See it, I'm right? looking at you from across the planet on a quite a grainy kind of grainy Zoom yeah, connection. And you, can, and you can see the tired. It is still coming right out at me. Emanating off. Mm, uh, yeah. Radiating off. Radiating tired. I'm catching tired just hanging out with you right <laughs> exactly. now. exactly i'm so sorry for what i'm passing on right now no it's i i'm not even like entirely sure like even when i sleep well i feel like i'm like tired this is this is a sleep 
related episode, just FYI. So honestly, it's, yes, it, it is, kind it of is, makes sense that this would be the case. And, you know, I am... I'm not a sleepwalker or anything like that. We're going to talk about some sleepwalkers, all that kind of stuff. But I am a like sleep mumbler, a sleep laugher, a sleep muffled screamer, (laughs) things like that. (laughs) Uh, And my husband has reported that I have been quite talkative the past couple weeks. I've had a lot going on, which also, uh, as we will discuss, tends to be a sign that like you're you're kind of in that in between space and the like. You're not really getting through into REM sleep. And all that yes. kind of stuff when you're talking and, you know, all that. So, I don't know. I guess I just haven't been, like, sleeping super well, even if I've been sleeping, like, through the night. So, there's that. But hmm. I have a house full of people, which is delightful right now. I, you know, I, I am the the auntie type. Uh, and so, I love nothing more than uh, my friend's children hanging out. Yes all that stuff and uh so i have my godchildren are here downstairs doing some ah, I love it. art projects at the dining room table while i'm mm. up here recording uh here with their parents for thanksgiving we're going into new york city we're gonna do the macy's parade or well they're gonna do the macy's parade i can't stand up that long <laughs> but uh we're gonna they're gonna do the macy's parade uh i'm gonna cook dinner while they're doing that uh it is like cold i looked it up so it's about 40 degrees right now it was even colder this morning it was like 34 uh this morning that's about so 40 degrees is about four degrees celsius um that's yeah (laughs) it is and today like rainy uh and windy so it's kind of just the kind of thing where it's like your face is very cold from it and these children are from california so (laughs) The, the kind of like your facial extremities, like your nose, your ears. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, mm. that's what I don't like mostly. It's just I don't like how like my lips and nose and ears get cold. But think, I'm just but, really I'm happy it's the holidays and I have my chosen fam in the house, you know? Yeah, that is beautiful. Mm. And, you know, look, I'm living proof that you won't go insane. Your body will simply tell you when it's sleep time because you won't be able to continue what you're doing and you'll have to. <laughs> and then you just, well, as I was telling you before, this <laughs> happened to me in Welsh class earlier today that, you know, my Welsh class is at 9 a.m. here, uh, which is like 2 p.m. over there. Yeah. And uh, this morning I like just turned my camera off and I went and I laid down through Welsh class because I was like, I can't, I can't be upright anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sometimes yes. your body says no. Ah, listen. Um, I don't know if if you hear this. Hmm. A, a, a few listeners uh, emailed me about last week's episode to say that we had some sort of weird fucking broadcast signal intrusion kind of thing going on. Did did oh. any word of that reach you? No, I, I hadn't heard about that. Really, that's super weird. Yeah. What happened? Like, what did they? Well, it 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 wasn't everyone apparently, but some hmm. of our listeners might have got a, a, a different episode than usual last week. Some some chumps from another fucking dimension or something were beaming in their version of Joe Agassons like sounded shit um <laughs> like hyper upbeat and positive whereas we're not no we we spent last week as usual talking about beheadings Be- so, it was it was like a beheading mega sode exactly that we're just just heads everywhere <laughs> It's all over the place. It was actually one of our more critically acclaimed episodes as well. Mm. So if you did miss out on that last week, I can only apologize. Sorry about that. We got Max Hedrumed. What are you going to do? Yeah. And we didn't record it either. So (laughs) happens to the best of them. Yeah. If I ever meet those two chumps, 
Uh, Boy, I'ma give them what for. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> Your days you what. are numbered, chumps. <laughs> I'll give him a, a real good shellacking. <laughs> uh, indeed. I feel like there was a comment from last week I did want to bring up, but I did not think about it before this episode because, hey, like oh, really? we said, we're having lots of chaos <laughs> this week. Oh, so. just fucking absolute mayhem. We're all but we place. hope you're doing okay. We hope your yes. weeks are going well and, you know, you've made that decision. You've done the right thing. You've hit play. And mm-hmm. we are, as always grateful for you <laughs> which is a great theme for this thanksgiving yeah. oh well yeah here in the united states um right so i am a brit who doesn't know shit <laughs> what is it you all give thanks for who knows technically it's supposed to be it's like a whole jesus? myth no it's not a jesus thing it's not religious it no <laughs> it's a, like a whole myth about like the the native americans and the pilgrims sitting down to have like a friendly meal together and you know we all got along and sure that's yeah it's like a, it makes it sound like we didn't <laughs> annihilate all of the native <laughs> americans and oh, we yeah, were just super that's, happy that's together and the the indians taught us part how of to, that whole story yeah they taught us how to but like wanting... farm and all this which is true like they did do that yeah. but if you hear like the oral histories passed down down by indigenous people about uh thanksgiving and those first yeah. meals the there's a number of meals that are potentially laid out as what was the first thanksgiving depending on who you ask but you know indigenous people largely have a very different narrative than the and it was a happy time and we were all super cool together but that's what we tell or they used to teach kids emily was saying that her kids like have learned nothing about it and it was wild because you know one of the things in school that we would have all done like every millennial american would have done is make like little construction paper pilgrim hats and like indian feather headband oh, things God, yeah, okay. you know yeah yeah and yeah. uh there was a pilgrim hat on some cartoon we were watching i think it was on we were watching charlie brown christmas and there was a pilgrim hat in it and emily out of curiosity was asked her children like do you know what that is and one of them was like a witch hat and the other one was like um uh, said something like a, a magic hat or something like that and she's like yeah they oh, don't then. know anything about that <laughs> myth so now it's it's just it's kind of like christmas going from being a religious holiday ish to <laughs> none of us connect it to religion at all at all yeah, yeah thanksgiving isn't really connected to the origin story which is I'm largely very glad I asked feel less racist <laughs> I yeah I'd, I'd always just assumed it was you know just a kind of a standard bland <laughs> wayward thanks, religious holiday Jesus yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 no 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 um, this is one of our non-religious ones but it, it, if anything it's even more insidious oh yeah absolutely isn't it <laughs> yeah 100 it's Ooh. you know it's a very fraught holiday and a lot of people just choose not to celebrate Thanks it at washing all. the whole the whole incident yeah right like there's you know it, it's a tricky one because obviously i don't want to celebrate like the genocide of the native americans and the whitewashing no. of that um but at the same time like there's a lot of like it's kind of the lead into christmas sort of holiday 
And so, yeah, the big parade happens in New York and everyone watches it across the country. And, you know, you just cook food and everybody eats at like 2 p.m. <laughs> and it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, really nice. I signed up to we have like a local community gifting group and they were like, we're going to do like a give a plate thing. We sign up to uh, bring a plate of food to someone in town who does who's not having like Thanksgiving dinner or whatever. So I'm bringing food to some nice lady <laughs> in well, town. Lovely. And yeah, it's like. There's a lot of good things about it. It just comes from horrific origins. Yes. Well, look, um, I think that's a story we could tell about a lot of things, isn't it? You're, they're, they're what you make them and what you make of right. them. Exactly. <laughs> when it comes to any form of tradition in America, you just kind of have to assume it really starts with bloodshed and go yeah. from there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you anyway for mm. clearing that up. Yeah, happy to, happy to help. Mm. Hadn't occurred to me that, yeah, that would... There's no reason for you to know the origins of Thanksgiving. No, and to be honest, you'd have thought that at some point in the last three years I would have asked. Yeah, that is kind of funny. <laughs> you know? But maybe you have and you just forgot. And this is like also the third time very, we've very had this plausible. So plausible. <laughs> that does happen a lot. Let's be real. <laughs> yes, I'm afraid it does. But that's what you get for being my friend. <laughs> that's what I signed up for, and I understand this. So. Uh, yeah, this week we're just, we're vibing, you know, because we're both coming yeah. off of just like kind of crazy times. It's been like a bananas November in general. So we're going to talk about some fun sleeping related stuff and we're going to just yeah. like chat and shoot the breeze and like chill yeah. because it's for Americans. You're, you're getting your holiday stuff set up, all that. You're getting ready for Black Friday. You're going to go trample someone for a TV or whatever. Oof. Uh, people don't really do that anymore because now it's all online. But <laughs> whatever exactly. the case, you can put us on and just like chill with us while you make your your turkey or whatever you're doing. Yes, maybe uh, have like one AirPod in <laughs> so you can you know keep one side of your head in Joag while the other side of your head is keeping an ear on your family and whatever. That, that's that's that I like to I, you know I like to picture our listeners while mm-hmm. we uh, it's while true. we record and. That's what I'm picturing this week is maybe you've got like a bowl and maybe you're whisking yeah, something. Whisk, yeah, sure. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that. And uh, you've got Joe Argon in one ear. Mom! <laughs> and, and you're, what? And you're kind of whisking. Maybe you've got a cigarette on the go. Stick oh, like you uh, hmm. No? Not while cooking, I don't think. Tell you what, we'll lose the cigarette. We'll yeah, take the cigarette out. Yeah, we'll lose the cigarette. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's, that's, that's what you're doing in my in my mind's eye this week my darling darling listeners i hope that is the case i love the you know it's those delightful just traditional like images of christmas and Mm. holidays and things that are what like make it such a delightful time of year so while you've got thanksgiving going on we've got some british traditions which warm up this week uh so uh i'm a celebrity (laughs) comes back You know, oh, you know yeah, I mean? you've got that Nigel Farage fella on it, right? Yes. Uh, let that be the first and last time we mention his name. On <laughs> Thank you. Well, you have the we have a similar reality TV problem. We have things like the masked singer or so you think yes. you can dance or, you know, what yes. maybe so you think that's not the right thing. But whatever the the thing that's like strictly here is. And they're always getting like horrible conservative just politicians just like the worst scum. human beings on yeah. the earth and it's like they'll unmask him on the mask singer and like one time i think it was rudy giuliani was on the mask singer and when they unmasked him ken jong left he was like no yeah. i'm not doing this yeah <laughs> this is too far again it's um 
it's it's like Thanksgiving, isn't it? It's attempting to to kind of re-retcon their fucking reputation. One hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So does everyone sit around we, and like you know every family is going to be sitting around watching I'm a Celebrity? Uh, a, a lot of them, yes. But I mean, there was an egregious example of that last year. Mm. Um, that fuckwit Matt Hancock was on there. Mm. Who was our health secretary du- during COVID? That guy's got the most punchable forget. face on the planet. Just, just right. I'm quite awkward. <laughs> you are, yeah. Physically, right? I'm you, physically quite awkward. You are. I, yeah. I, I tried to blend in. It never works. <laughs> you always know when I'm around. Sure. I wish. I, I wish it wasn't so. Right. No, oh, it's but charming. That guy is more awkward than I could ever. Ah, uh, next to him, I am Grace. You know what I mean? I'm a <laughs> zephyr of fucking a breeze through your hair. Right. Next to Matt Hancock, the guy is just a, a fucking clenched knot of awkwardness and just mediocre incompetence. Yeah, when it when like um, came out that he was like cheating on his wife or whatever, I was like, this guy. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. You know, <clears throat> the public just wanted to watch him eat assholes for a couple of weeks, clearly. Sure. Uh, which they got. And yeah, that's it. Is really, you know, Haven't he heard gets of him since. Yeah. Um, do you know what? Media wise, I don't think I don't think that's an exaggeration. We haven't really heard much from him since. <laughs> well, He's hey, fucking... then maybe you're going to have the same luck mm. with old Nigel. Yes, maybe, maybe, maybe. But... <laughs> Let's get, um, get a few like other people on there. That... If, you, if 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 the public want to redeem themselves just an inch in my eyes, I want that fucking guy picking fucking sheep's bollocks out of his teeth for the next six months. Is that part of the? Is that part of the show? Yeah, they make <clears throat> you eat some horrific, horrific stuff. I've obviously never seen this. I don't really no. go go for the reality show thing unless it's no. name that tune or something like that. <laughs> Cooking shows and uh, game shows. That's my bag. Yes. But anyway, um, that's that's just a British tradition that I'm sharing. Okay, with you. I love that. Love, you know? love, love yeah. it. Let me see. There's some others. Uh, the Blackpool episode of Strictly. That was this week. Uh, yeah, I did see someone arguing that they should always have Strictly in Blackpool for the uh, the economic stimulation that it would provide to have it there. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I want to well, go they, to Blackpool. Have... That's like on my my list. Yeah, I'm I've talking to Richard either. about it and stuff. I would really like to go there. I'm not sure how it could have happened that I've made it to 44 in the UK without ever having visited Blackpool. But... You've never been either. Never been. It's 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 further north. You know what I mean? Than... Nothing is that far north. You live in England. <laughs> <laughs> I I and which is why I'm I'm chortling as I say this to you. Yes. Right? I'm, I'm I'm speaking to somebody who'd be well within her rights just to. Fuck off! Just to brush me aside. Um, <laughs> you know, if I'd any... been there a week longer, I would have been there. <laughs> exactly, but any further north than say, like Wolverhampton, <laughs> maybe like Telford. Ooh, that's oh, wow. proper north. Okay. That is. So if I'm going further north than that, then I've got to, you know, spend six months doing like high altitude training. You know, sure. When you've got to breathe through one of those little things. <laughs> I need to be north <laughs> enough running. that I understand nothing anyone's saying anymore. That's the that's the goal. Yes, and. Uh, maybe spend some time observing them and their mm. culture and their mm-hmm. ways. Right, learning, writing notes the, in my little field the songs journal. Of the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 like that. Uh, yeah. 
that and that that sort of thing but, that, but that's why i've never been to blackpool because uh i've never had any cause to really but i'd love to so come over and let's do it all right that sounds like a plan you heard it here first cool. joag's going to blackpool and it's gonna be awesome black of all graves <laughs> black of all graves it's black of all graves every week let's be real every goddamn week every week every time i'm here it's black of all graves yes. i'll black up <laughs> Oh, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> One of us is fine. So I'm going to put a question to you, right? Okay. I, I, I'm going to repose the question to you while it's on my mind, right? Okay. And I think I asked you this originally, like in week three of Joag, like okay. fucking years ago. Are you sure there's no place at all for blacking up in comedy? Like I am no place for it at all. There is no place. For... No, that's not true. Well, because remember, I mean, I'm sure this was what I said at the time, like, Robert Downey Jr. and Tropic Thunder is like the one case in yeah. which like that yeah. works because it's like the whole thing manages to be punching up at the people who do blackface. Yeah. It's yeah, really yeah, the yeah. only circumstance that that would work and now it's been done. Like, what, are you going to do it again? That's not going to work. I even think I'm asking you this for the same reasons as I asked you this three years ago because I've been watching Always Sunny, right? Oh, yeah. Those early Always Sunnies are not great. Uh, the early ones, well, not so much. The first couple of seasons, not so much. I'm, I'm talking in particular about the the series of episodes where they remake, where they they make Lethal Weapon like five, six, and seven. Right. Okay. Right. And they were funny as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and now aren't because <laughs> right. they're, they're gone. They've been removed. They've yeah. Been kind of. They've been. They've been evaporated. Is there just the tiniest little niche where it's it's at the expense of the characters as opposed to in their service. Here's why, no. It's because okay. the dumbest people I know watch It's Always Sunny and they think the characters right. are heroes. That's the risk. Isn't and it? yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I when I think about it, like the old bartender that I knew in in uh, Costa Mesa who like always like he thought Al Bundy was the hero of you know married with children things like that and it was like he loved it's always sunny like worshipped that show and he thought the characters were the heroes of the show i see and so there's always going to be a good chunk of people who are like face value exactly and then when people criticize it are going to be like everyone's too sensitive which is the opposite of what they're trying to say in the show but yes our audience is absolutely Nailed that question with a bullseye. Thank you, and <laughs> I look forward to asking you once again. Yeah, on my next always in a couple sunny years. At least you remembered years. you'd asked me it. You yes, just yes, forgot yes. what the reasoning was behind mm. it. Yeah, <laughs> but again, enough. you know, it's all part of the package. It is. <laughs> Listen, I assume you know. There's some people like my friend Mel, who sometimes listens to this show, but she listened to Electric Fan Cave. She's from New Zealand. She has, like, a memory, like, a steel trap. And so, like, she would be, like, we'd say something and she'd be like, oh, yeah, you mentioned in, like, episode four that blah, 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 blah. And it'd be, like, some, like, tiny little thing. And she, like, always knew things like that. I feel like most people, like, might be like, I think they've had this conversation before. But, like, I don't remember the details any better than we do. So, hopefully, we don't drive people crazy rehashing something we talked about three years ago. Uh, and if we do, please, it's not intentional. <laughs> yeah, we're not trying to drive you crazy. We just don't no. remember things. No. <laughs> how do how do long running 
Well, they've got staff who are paid to do it, haven't they? Long-running TV shows. How do they not accidentally make the same episode twice? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Every now and again, I'll be watching something and realize that, like, they have kind of made the same, like, joke or setup again. But, yeah, I mean, they've got big old show Bibles and all that kind of stuff telling them, hey, you did this already. (laughs) You should probably check on that. Mm. And a staff of people who remember. And... Yeah, people who, it's their job to do it. Yes. <laughs> There's higher stakes than there are for us to remember these conversations. We're I don't think there are any stakes. To, there are no to, stakes. To what we're doing here. Zero stakes. I'm sitting in a, a penguin hoodie right now. <laughs> I, there's nothing. I've got nothing. <laughs> no stakes. No stakes Absolutely at all. none. Drinking an old-fashioned, talking to my friend. Which makes it, which makes it more fun. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So... Did you watch anything this week? I did. Uh, what I did this week was because I watched. I, I took. I took some opportunity. Okay. To watch stuff solo that I know it, there's no chance of you and I seeing together. <laughs> I got all the subtitly things on my list out of the way. Nice. Okay. Um. Just tick those off, and I'm. I'm glad I did because. Oh, some. Some excellent movies this week. Listen, occasionally I will watch a subtitle movie with you. For the record, it is just, you know, have to be in the in the zone for that. Yeah. So, am I right? Have I got? Am I describing this right then? So, for you, when you're watching a movie with subtitles, it's like twice the effort of watching a non-subtitled movie. I just don't watch the movie at all. I just read the subtitles. Like I never look up. I only look at the mm. subtitles, and so it's not really like watching a movie at all. Is it like reading the licensed novelization tie-in? Yeah, it's like reading the licensed <laughs> novelization tie-in of the movie, which I know you love, but is not amongst my hobbies. So, and they, they don't do that at all anymore, do they? For for big movies, they no, don't. I think really they do. Well. I'm pretty sure I've seen tie-in. Well. Yeah, I am fairly certain I have seen novelizations of films on shelves. This is a question for Ryan. Ryan would know this, but I think Isn't they it? still do this. Because how do you do a, a tie-in novelization for something like Barbie off the top of my head? Well, that seems pretty easy, doesn't it? I'm well, sure there's yeah, so many tie-ins in every lose, media. You're going to lose a little nuance. The nuance of in... the Barbie movie? Fucking right. <laughs> That is, listen, it's a delightful movie, but nuanced it is not. <laughs> that is a, oh, I, let's smack you over the face with every part of uh, what this movie means. Mm, no, I I'm think pushing, that's I'm in its favor. A little bit. Like, that's what it's meant to do. It's supposed to be like Feminism 101. If you've never thought about this before, here's like yeah. a super obvious way for you to see this. I, right, I... The experience I had in the cinema watching the Barbie movie will long resonate in my head, right? Because mm-hmm. at the end, in my head and in my heart and in my tummy, because at the end of that film, when it's the film is finished and you get like a minute of just shots of landscapes and the human eye and a crying baby in a desert, and I was left in a in a in a kind of a void of not knowing what to feel. I didn't really know what was going on. Mm. It was kind of like my world had ended. It was amazing. And it was the Barbie film. You know what I mean? <laughs> I it, it pulled me right out of the world that I was inhabiting and put me in this little bubble of questioning uh, and uncertainty. And it was just, it was wonderful. And I don't, I don't think you could put that in a, 
a 200 page tie-in I just don't <laughs> I don't but know but then again th- go, oh go ahead Gremlins 2 managed it with <laughs> <Good point. laughs> with the bit where so, the gremlins take over the right if you can manage medium, to so. yeah make that work in a book I think you could probably manage with the Barbie yeah. maybe Brian are there still movie blockbuster tie-ins happening and if there are <laughs> Can Mark have some? Can I have some? <laughs> Got any? Got any? <laughs> no, because if, if there are, I'm going to get back into it. I, I only don't do it anymore because I thought they'd stop making them. Yeah, I feel like this is probably one of those just like not being in bookstores thing because that's how we all found mm. them, right? Was it was just like you're wandering through the bookstore and you're like, oh, what's this? And I liked that movie. I shall read this tie-in or whatever. Yeah. It's probably just like you don't happen. To, you're not searching Amazon like you know (laughs) or obviously our alternatives because we don't use amazon but yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) where where where's the cutoff point as a publisher how do you decide which of these upcoming blockbusters you're going to (laughs) fund and tie in novelization of and which you aren't it's a good question i don't know who yeah who makes those books that's i have no idea you know how far how far, how badly does a movie have to do at the box office to get its tie-in novelization pulled? Oh, that's a good question too. Or you know, do they keep the tie-in and that's time. where they recoup some of the finances? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. People might just randomly pick it up. We should, you know, you should track down like one of the authors of one of your favorite movie oh, tie-ins and we God. should get them on the show to talk about making oh my a God, can you imagine? movie tie-in because now you've got me i've got questions about this entire process um because the ones that i've spoken about on joe are the <laughs> ones that properly stuck out in my head and i i bet the author of the fucking ghostbusters movie <clears throat> novelization tie-in would be delighted to know right. that you know 30 odd years later I still remember the way that he verbally described Ray getting sucked off by a ghost in that fucking that one scene. Right. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah I would something. love I would love to hear from the Gremlins 2 person who wrote that little breaking of the fourth wall in book form. So, you know, maybe we ought to maybe we ought to try that and we can learn more about these movie tie-in books and reignite the that. flame of your passion for them. I would absolutely love that. <laughs> so, what have you watched? Oh all right let's do that so um what did we watch together first should we get that out of the way sure yeah things? why not we watched uh, 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 uh the horror show house three yes, in scare quotes the horror show what, never has there been a more egregious example of a film which started <laughs> life as a completely separate project uh and then was bought up you know, uh, yeah. to to try and make it, you know, just to try and stamp a fucking franchise's name on it and shoehorn it into a continuity. Right. Because, like, obviously, um, House 1 and 2 were not related stories, but they no. took place in a house. And <laughs> they, oh, God, yeah. like, you know, that was central to, like, the bonkersness that was going on, which is yeah. not at all point. the case house in three. House 3. There's barely even a house. Yeah, I mean... like that is a negligible part of the story. <laughs> yes, some things do happen inside of a house, but that you can hardly call that the central character or no. location of this At film. all. <laughs> yeah, it, just egregious. That, egregious. Uh, that's, that's the only word I can come up with. And 
hey, it's in and of itself a perfectly serviceable film. Yeah. It's um it's ants to shockers a bug's life. Yes, yeah, totally. Or maybe the other way around. It's it's yep. volcano to shockers Dante's Inferno. Dante's peak. Dante's peak. <laughs> uh which one had Pierce Brosnan? That was Dante's peak. Yes, Dante's peak was yeah. Pierce okay. Brosnan. Uh, yeah. But not half bad. Yeah, it's a a guy who gets he you know gets the chair. Is that what it is? No. How does he, he get? Gets, yeah, he gets the chair. He does. He does get the chair. And it goes uh, a, a serial killer arrived. by the name of Horace Pinker. No, that's no, the guy from Shocker. The, yeah, that's the wrong oh, movie. The, you know I mean it's the same <laughs> film. Um, somebody, somebody, the Cleaver, Jimmy the Cleaver, something. Yeah, or was that the his Cleaver, name? but I don't remember what his actual name is. So he goes to the electric chair. Um, where when we find out that he'd been kind of raw dogging kind of electric current in the months leading up to it to kind of make himself immune? Or am I describing Shocker? I think you might be describing Shocker. I don't think we get any sense of how this happens that he's... Oh, I see. I think he just, for whatever reason, doesn't die. I could be wrong. Maybe this is (laughs) this, but I don't remember that happening at all. I think he just doesn't die. Ah. I mean, the, the fact that I'm interchanging scenes from this movie with scenes from Wes Craven's movie shocker should go some way to telling you just how similar these yeah. films are they are the same film <laughs> uh, uh, which is maybe why they tried to shoehorn it into the house franchise uh, yeah, maybe, so that maybe, didn't maybe. seem was, was, I'm not sure what year movie. this came out versus shocker but basically whatever the reason is whether he was you know try- building up his like iocane powder type resistance or just didn't die takes this guy eight minutes to die as he's just basically laughing it off and then once he is dead, he goes on to terrorize the family of the cop who put him in jail. Both 1989. Both 1989. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to say mm. that the House 3 thing was put on there because they were like, shit, this movie already exists. Yep. 100%. <laughs> Mystery solved. Mm. Yep. Here. Uh, so if you like Shocker, there's really no reason you shouldn't like this movie. It's pretty violent. Um, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's got Lance Henriksen. Yeah, it 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 leans into the the kind of the ridiculousness of it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there are dream sequences. There's some fun effect makeup. There's some fun prosthetics. There's some blood. It's fun. It's yeah, there's some it's fun, fun performances. Time. It's just a fun time. If you're <laughs> bored, it's this would be a great party movie. Like you could absolutely put this on when everybody's just, you know, having a brewski yes. or whatever. It's quite quotable, I dare say. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, House Three is a movie you can enjoy in the right frame of mind. Indeed. Uh, we also watched what else? Oh, so this week, if you haven't been paying attention, if you don't follow old Mike Flanagan on um, the Blue Sky, you might not realize he's been adding some lists to his letterboxed and he put a list on his letterboxed um that of his favorite horror movies and i was like well i love mike flanagan stuff and i tend to feel like i have a lot in common movie taste wise with him yeah yeah, uh and so i was like gonna pick a movie and it's like i'm just gonna scroll through there and see if there's anything that catches my eye and so we ended up watching the eyes of my mother yes uh yeah, excellent, excellent. 
just uh, had um, maniac vibes. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer <laughs> vibes. Um, and a, a, a nice kind of monochrome look mm-hmm. at uh, a, a seemingly unlikely murderer mm-hmm. as she goes about her work. Beautiful stuff. Yeah, really. Oh, it's like, yeah, it's, I mean, that's a perfect description of it. You don't really need any more than that. That's what no. this movie is. Um, yeah. And it's an hour and 17 minutes, I think. Uh, oh, and what could be better than yeah, that? Yeah, and boy, it makes good use of them where... Uh, it's a, you can't really call it a slow burn, but it's not necessarily a fast paced movie either. It's it no, does all, exactly all. what it needs to do with the amount of time that it has. Um, mm. So you got to watch the eyes. Of my mother just I don't want to give anything away about it or whatever. It's just something you got to experience and you'll watch yeah, it's, it's, it's and super. you'll see exactly how this has inspired Mike Flanagan's own sort of unflinching yes. filmmaking. <laughs> uh, super interestingly. Or to me, at least, mm. um, a, a a social media creator I've been following across a few platforms for years now. A lady by the name of Deandra. She's like a a um, street super fan, right? Okay. Um, has a ridiculously expansive <laughs> collection of Freddy Krueger merchandise. Um, she, really fun, really kind of peppy and and high energy. She's really cool. Um, she reckons that uh, she's seen a document leaked from Warner Brothers that lists A Nightmare on Elm Street as being, quote, in development. Oh, shoot. I mean, it was, yes. it's like literally only a matter of time, right? Yes. Yeah. But, <laughs> the uh, real question is, who's making it? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that, that's, that's how the news is going to live or die, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, but just... Just knowing that it's on a fucking document somewhere, just knowing that those words are fucking written yeah. in a studio That's somewhere really is. Do you have a second place enough. besides Flanners for Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh, what a great question. Um, they have been yes, yeah, I do. Um, uh, Fede Alvarez. I was, I knew that was what you were gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's yeah. gotta be it. Okay. Um. Uh, he, I mean, you know, he hasn't done anything since his Evil Dead was. But yes, he'd be number two. He'd be chosen okay. number two. I've also got it cast if they want to gender flip it. Um, Tilda Swinton. Okay. She's my female Freddy Krueger. I can see um, that. Absolutely. And whoever plays Baby Bobby in The Righteous Gemstones, what's his fucking name? Uh, Baby name? Billy, you mean? Baby Billy, yes. <laughs> um, Goggins. Goggins, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, he's, he's my Freddy, just because he's a weird-looking fucker. Totally, and he'd have so much yeah. fun with that, let's be real. Yes, he would. <laughs> okay, what else did you watch? So, we talked about Eyes of My Mother. I I <clears throat> uh, went ahead and watched uh, Husera, the Bone nope, Woman. What? Wesera. Go on. Wesera. We. Huesera. There you go. There you go. Huesera, the no, bone no H. woman. We. Why not? Because it's Spanish. Oh, okay. <laughs> One more time. All right, we. no H. Huesera. Sera. Huesera. Okay, the there you go. Woman. You got it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Really pleased that I got around to it. Really pleased that I made the time to watch it because... I've seen good things about that. It's excellent. Very Tell- folky. What's the story? Yeah, tell me about it. So... You have a young lady who is expecting her first child and uh, she gets like a kind of a demon mm-hmm. kind of attached to her, you know? <laughs> you know how demons do? They like do maybe that. her soul. Demons be attaching. 
they really do bonded. So she's got this demon on her case, right? Uh, and she kind of has to. She kind of has to go deeper and deeper into the kind of witchcraft underground scene of where she's from to to try and get some people to to get rid of this fucking demon that's all up in her business. Okay. <laughs> you know? And she tries various things and various methods fail. She asks around this, this like network of Spanish witches, you know what I mean? <laughs> and they, they like, they give her cards. Like, try this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and see these ladies, strong, strong magic. And it's all about her doing her best to rid herself of this gribbly that's given her grief. Okay, um, interesting. But very folky, very folk horror. Super believable. Um, the 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 job that our main girl does, it's it's super relatable in in terms of how she you know you see her coming to terms with her pregnancy, coming to terms with the mother she's going to be, uh, being kind of almost obsessive about doing everything in the kids' room herself, sanding the fucking crib and building furniture from scratch, and she's also got a demon. Ah, <laughs> uh, so relatable. Yeah. It um, it's tropey as fuck. You know, you've got loads of creepy bone cracky. fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. this got... one doesn't sound like it's for me. <laughs> Possibly not. Yeah, I don't. I think demons are boring, and uh, don't you don't like, like demons. The, yeah, don't like the contortiony creaky stuff. Uh, nope. And don't like subtitles. Don't like mom things. Nope. Pregnancy is a nope. Uh, none of it. None of it feels like it would be up your street. Uh, <laughs> but there's probably a lot of our listeners who that is very much right up their alley. Yes, it's. Uh, what is it? it? It it can't be momcore if it's still a fetus. So what? I, I think we've been calling that momcore though. Have we? Yeah, I think we we were using pregnancy movies as momcore. Well, that's what this is. It's a big old slice <laughs> of wombcore. <laughs> womb core okay yes yes I'll yes why not why not <laughs> uh yeah really cool really cool so that was Lucera. hey <laughs> nice one I rock <laughs> uh let me see I went back and watched <laughs> The Bay so uh oh. movie from 2012 Barry Levinson yeah you I don't think think maybe in 2012 I had heard of this but for some reason I don't recall this at all yeah I know I watched it at the time mm. uh absolutely great bit of contagion horror right so mm. it's like disease movie um it's you know it's message horror so it's all about kind of pollution <laughs> and don't mm-hmm. pour fucking pesticides and, and animal fucking you know um chemicals into our lakes our waters uh, a, a, a kind of a seaside village is infested with kind of sea monkey looking little parasites mm-hmm. that lead to the boils and the bleeding, Actually, you know, course. and the biting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just pure, uncomplicated, uh, you know, horror parable in the bay. Lots of nice gore. Uh, really nice. What I love about Contagion movies is is how well they do that, that kind of feeling of society kind of breaking apart, mm-hmm. you know. I adore that, and the Bay does it does it really well. Pretty cool film. You know how I get about that. I, like you said, you're watching movies that I would not watch with you, um, yeah. and you know how I always feel about that is like I the only episode of the um, what's the 
video game the last of us that i relate to is the guy who like makes a compound i'm like yeah what are you fuckers doing just go lock <laughs> yourself up somewhere why'd you leave yes. the house you heard there was a yes. contagion and you left your house what's wrong with you idiots yep. so... everything that happens is on you <laughs> yeah i'm a i'm a victim blamer when it comes to contagion movies <laughs> <laughs> uh let me see let me see let me see i again again i i've mopped up all of the subtitle films that that, that we're not allowed to watch together um and uh watch the conference oh which was right great. yeah really really fun really keenly observed i got more out of it though it, it felt like i was at work watching it because mm. <laughs> the kind of the shots it takes at office culture air quotes mm-hmm. is you know it, it's it's a lot of it hit quite close to home so i enjoyed that um where was where's yeah, that one from it's somewhere nordic okay that's yeah what i thought yes uh, we were going to watch this one together a couple weeks ago and then i looked in on letterboxd it always has like the original title underneath and i was like um doesn't look like english mm, no and it wasn't <laughs> uh, uh but it, it, it isn't one that you should punish yourself for not having seen it's low low yeah. you know low stakes but fun Nice. Listen, sometimes that's all you need. Has to be Barbie. The Battle of the Five Armies. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> anything else? Uh, was there anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Bone Woman. Eyes of my mother. <laughs> no, good, 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 good week filmically. I've watched fuck all this week yet, though. Um, well, it is only. Tuesday it is and we Tuesday have been we struggling to try chaos. to put this together and whatnot this week so yes. that is what it is I mean I've been mostly in like watching like Hallmark Christmas movies this week getting have you <laughs> getting in the zone yeah I love I love a Hallmark Christmas movie I love the stupid tropes and as they like have over the years kind of made their stance that they're deciding to get more progressive they get funnier because they're like self-aware but only to a point because they still have to be the like dumb that, hallmark movie that i'd have no interest in at all like a, a hallmark movie that had become self-aware that had become sentient it's not yeah his... exactly it's not like that it's not like in the sense where it's like really winking at itself it's just that they okay. like they're little jokes and things here and there that are like kind of you know acknowledging the real world exists I see. But it's still within the very Hallmark Because world you still order. have to make your Hallmark fucking movie. Right, because nobody wants, yeah. like, you're not watching a Hallmark movie for, like, a, a message on progressivism or anything like that. It's just no. like, now divorced people exist and gay people exist and people of color <laughs> exist. And there's just little, like, notes in them. And they're, yeah, they're just, <laughs> they've become even more fun where it's like it used to just kind of be a formula. They've, like, done weirder shit with them than they did before. <laughs> So oh, I watched nice. one that's movie good. the other day that literally <laughs> the premise of this is like this guy, his wife died and he is stressed out about he's a bad cook and he's stressed out about making a turkey for Christmas to give his daughter like the at home Christmas that she's wanted since her mother died because they always yeah. like go out or whatever. And he spends a month calling a hotline to learn how to make a turkey. Like This is an absurd premise because he's falling in love with the girl who's like teaching him how to make the turkey on the hotline, obviously. But he's calling oh, this hotline the fuck out of you. every that's day. The, that's what the movie is about. That's what the movie is about. It's so absurd. And you're like, this is not a real world. How is this a business model? <laughs> it's mm. like a place, a holiday hotline that people call 
about turkeys for a month before Christmas. This makes no <laughs> sense. Or, that is not sustainable. <laughs> there's one that I watched um, like the day before that with uh, re- that reunites Lacey Chabert and um, Scott Wolf from Party of Five. And as a Party of Five fan, I was like super stoked on that. And they play mm. siblings who find out that their mother uh, was a duchess in Scotland. And if they want, they can inherit the like ancestral home uh, that her like estranged brother lived in until he died. Um, and this is one of my favorite Hallmark tropes and really movie tropes in general because it's so stupid. The thing yeah. where like every time a movie goes to Ireland or Scotland, like the locals are these insane, boisterous stereotypes and they're constantly talking <laughs> about in Scotland, we do this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, in Ireland, we do this. And they always have to mention <laughs> Scotland, Ireland, like whatever. They can't just like do something. It can't be like, I'm going to order a whiskey. It's like in Scotland, we order whiskey. You know, like, like what is, I want a movie like this where like a Scot comes to America and like everyone is like in America, we do Jaeger bombs <laughs> and like just dumbass like Fair a much. vodka and Red Bull, a traditional American drink, like the whole <laughs> movie. It, oh man, it's it just is so stupid, and uh, I enjoy the hell out of it. So that's mostly what I've been doing this week. I feel as though the Wayne brothers should come out of retirement <laughs> to a Hallmark movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's another great thing is. Uh, you, are you familiar with Lifetime movies? Nuh-uh. So Lifetime, which was sort of made as an entertainment for women channel, but like mostly okay. was like full of movies about women getting murdered and things like that. Uh, right. Like really melodramatic murder movies. And like they'll do like these dramatic like um, true stories of like people like Scott Peterson and stuff like that. And um Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell made one, but okay. they played it straight, which made it even funnier. Like, so it's it's a parody that is not a parody. It is a straight Lifetime movie with nice. all the conventions of a Lifetime movie, but it is Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig, so you understand oh, that, that it's mm-hmm. making fun of it, but it's not. It was so good. <laughs> it's like the weirdest meta thing I have ever seen, and it was an absolute delight. Um, so I get a kick out of all of those, yeah, cheesy kinds of movies and stuff like that. But I did watch a couple of things. I got into a documentary mode over this week. I just like was not in the mood to watch a lot of movies. Um, so I watched Satan Wants You, um, which is, it's a documentary about the satanic panic and specifically about the book that was kind of at the center of the satanic panic, um, Michelle Remembers, which was this fabricated book, basically, uh, where this girl goes through therapy and over the course of therapy realizes that she was like um, abused by a satanic cult growing up. Um, So, of course, none of this happened, but it started this whole spiral um, that ended up with like all these like, you know, daycares in like California and I think New Jersey um, where like the proprietors were like arrested for satanic abuse and like people like I talked about this a while ago, like the director of um, that the devil devil's candy. No, 
that's not it. What was what was the one with? It's got the like hot the love witch. That's it. I was like the hot girl yeah, at the yeah, center, yeah, and that's yeah. all that's got it's got going for it. Um, the director of that like still claims there are tunnels under the McMartin preschool where they were doing satanic rituals and all this, and it was all bullshit. Um, none of it was real, and so Satan wants you kind of focuses on that woman um, and the psychiatrist that she worked with and later married. Um, wow. That yeah, which is. Oh. Um, so it's an interesting premise. I think it's really poorly done. <laughs> it, uh, it's like, if you've never heard of the satanic panic, it's like an okay introduction to it. Um, but it's really kind of the message it kind of comes out with makes it seem like she was some home ricking bitch or something like that when she was like a young person being like taken advantage of by a psychologist, like, cause mm. it interviews, it's basically just like interviews with people who like knew them. Uh, including like the ex-wife and children of the psychiatrist who um, married Michelle. And like basically through the whole thing, it just kind of points you at like, yeah, she was just obsessed with this guy and, you know, she took him away from his family and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, okay, like (laughs) it's not really how power dynamics work, but fine. (laughs) Um, And it doesn't really delve super deeply into like the satanic panic and like really what that did to people at the time. Yeah. Which, which you'd think it would, I mean, what what angle is it coming from then? That's the thing is it's like, it really feels like it's more interested in like Mm. the personal lives of these particular people who aren't that Mm. interesting when it comes down to it. Like when, what is more interesting about the satanic panic is like how it took hold and you know, the, incredible consequences that that had for people and it you know talks on a surface level about that but doesn't really delve into it and doesn't ask hard questions of the people that it interviews really kind of takes things at face value from people and you're like okay Mm. this could have been an episode of 2020 or something like that it didn't need to be a documentary yeah Yeah, yeah, it could be an article you know we caught up with the family of michelle (laughs) from michelle remembers like here's what they had to say like that kind of thing. It didn't really need to be a documentary. So I was a little disappointed in Satan Wants You. Um, but I also watched the documentary everyone watched last week, which was Escaping Twin Flames. That boy, howdy. Uh, if you haven't heard of Escaping Twin Flames yet, I don't know how you've been on the internet, but it is a documentary about a couple who basically started a cult around the idea of finding your soulmate, your twin flame, Uh, and the idea that you only have one. You have a twin flame who you're supposed to be with. And thus they would encourage people whose twin flames wanted nothing to do with them to continue pursuing that person because that's your twin flame. One of the people in this like legit gets arrested for stalking because they keep telling her like you got to keep going for it like you know like this is this year are you really gonna let him get away and like it's super predatory they would search like facebook groups like trauma groups fibromyalgia groups things like that where people are like deeply in pain and suffering uh people who are largely like not conventionally attractive people like you know the just people who are desperate um, and it's largely people with unrequited 
loves, you know, like someone who was uh, obsessed with their personal trainer, um, things like that. Parasocial relationships. Parasocial relationships, mm. basically. And these this couple would basically convince them that they that's your twin flame and you have to pursue them at all costs. And of course, you have to pay a ton of money for oh, the courses. Great. It, you would hate it because... <laughs> <laughs> the thing that you hate in these things is that as soon as these people start getting taken in by these people, you're like, I simply would not. Like, I don't exact, understand them. At, bing, at this point, I would yeah. have rumbled the jig. And yeah, yes. I, I simply would And not these are some of the just worst, most uncharismatic, most punchable cult leaders I have ever oh. seen. Like genuinely, if I met, the, if I got stuck in a conversation with these people, I would simply walk away. Like they're what they're doing awful. is ruining it for those of us who haven't got it together yet to start their cult. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you should write them a letter. Um, Maybe I will. It is deeply like, and that's the thing is like, they're such awful, unlikable people that you can see that's exactly why they chose the victims they did because the rest of yeah, us yeah, 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 yeah. would Would've... punch them in the face. <laughs> and these people, yeah, they found like most desperate people, you know, the most deluded with like these ideas of like, I can I can get this person to love me. Please help me get this person to love me. The loneliest people. Oh. uh who see a guy who is awful like look up twin flames right now and i just want you to look at i am doing yeah the the guy that guy that guy who looks like just like budget jared leto and like stringy awful hair uh is yeah just horribly unlikable um yeah you would it's an interesting documentary but you would not last long because you simply would not be able to understand how these people could oh, I, follow I, them. I do enjoy I do enjoy that that kind of that how the fuck are you falling <laughs> for this kind of factor? Yeah, this will this will have that big time because yeah, they're repellent. These mm. people. They're just like literally ninety five percent of us, if we just had to encounter them in a casual conversation we would be like, those, that's the worst person I've met in my turn life. Turn around and walk the fuck away. Yes, yep. exactly. Mm. No, I'll <laughs> so, enjoy that. Thank you. I will yeah, enjoy Escaping Twin Flames. If you haven't watched it already, the rest of the internet has, so get on board. <laughs> nice. um, yeah, and I think that's it. That was that was my week. Thank you, Corrigan. I should mm. look forward to that. Indeed. I, I really would like you to text me during it. Kristen's been texting me while she watched it. And then she made her roommate watch it. She said, uh, Paige is like really mad now and she's punching people. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Ah, cool. Good. good so good, good. let's get back to our sleepy so-and-sos, shall we? Right, uh, what what was it that got me to dust this topic off again? Because yeah. So last week, um, I talked about my sleepwalking goddaughter, who is just downstairs right now, uh, scaring the living shit out of me when she woke up in the middle of the night. Um, And as we've talked about before, you're a sleepwalker, and one of your sons is a sleepwalker. Only one of them, right? Only one of them so far. Uh, And my dad is also a sleepwalker. And your dad's a sleepwalker, right. Um, And so, you know, you had pointed out, like, we... We've talked about things people have done under the influence of like Ambien and and heavy sleep drugs like that, your yeah. Z drugs, as you called yes. them. Um, and but we hadn't just tackled like what happens just when you sleep 
<laughs> like what kind of weird things happen when people sleepwalk because uh, it can get pretty crazy. So we thought, why not delve into this a little bit more? It can. I mean, what, and I might have said this when we when we sort of talked about uh, drug-induced kind of sleep craziness, mm-hmm. but I think what keeps drawing me back to this topic about that weird fucking, that weird sliver of space between the fully waking rational world and your mind just literally telling you shit for a laugh while you're <laughs> unconscious. Right. I, I love that I love that it, it is such a narrow little bit of space between mm-hmm. those two states. Uh and I I continue to love the fact that it's I hope I'm not just repeating a trope here. Eileen <laughs> do call you know do call me on this. But it, it's it's still largely a mystery, isn't it? Why dreams exist. Yeah. In fact, the uh, next thing that I had written down was sleepwalking is still something of a mystery to us. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I, and I, I, I adore that our minds and the function of our minds and the healthy the healthy kind of mechanisms of our minds still carry, you know, there are still areas that we just, uh, it does that, don't know why. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, well, let me tell you a little bit about that before Mm. we sort of get into some stories of this Mm. um so yeah like you just said sleepwalking is is a little bit of a mystery um despite its prevalence in movies and cartoons and whatnot it's actually quite rare uh only 6.9 percent of people will ever experience a single episode of sleepwalking in their life so not just pattern sleepwalkers but just even once only 6.9 percent of people will experience that and Ever. only wow. Yeah, and only 1.5% of adults have had a sleepwalking episode in adulthood. So most people who have ever had an incident of sleepwalking, it, they were a child. Usually you grow out of it. Um, I'd love to know how many of that tiny proportion of adults who've had a sleepwalking episode, how many of them were pissed super super drunk sure well we'll talk about some of the reasons that this <laughs> this happens for sure but yeah so 1.5 percent of adults so congratulations my night pissing friend you are in a hey. league of your own <laughs> one of only 1.5 percent of people who have Good. this um it is known that genetics can play a role so you doing it makes it more likely that one or more of your children will do it. And the closer the genetic link, the more likely sleepwalking is to be a shared trait, to the point where identical twins are more likely than fraternal ones to both be somnambulists. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but even with that, that genetic link, it's still rare. We're talking less than 10% of related people have uh like multiple sleepwalkers in the same family. So even though mm. it's an increased amount, it's still super rare. So again, congratulations, you, your dad, and it's Pete who sleepwalks, right? It is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you guys are a super rare bunch. This oh, does not that. happen often. Um, so it's made me very happy. <laughs> there you go. You guys are rarities. You've got green eyes. You are yeah, a yeah, sleepwalker. Yeah. Like. There you go. Um, So it can also be caused by medications or other things like alcohol. Um, So we've obviously talked about how this can be with uh, medications when we did our entire Ambien episode. Um, But it can also be health conditions, which can include things as simple as just being stressed out. Um, If you're having a stressful day, you might sleepwalk. 
Uh, it can be sleep deprivation, migraines, fevers, restless leg syndrome, uh, and breathing disorders like sleep apnea. All of mm. those can potentially contribute to people sleepwalking. And basically, what sleepwalking is, is what's called a parasomnia, in which generally the sleeper is disturbed during non-rapid eye movement sleep, most often in the first hour or two of sleep, which is apparently the deepest part of the sleep cycle, which kind of makes sense. When you, like, just crash, (laughs) it's usually kind of hard to, like, wake you for a while. So that's your... Your real deep point. You go straight into sleeping really hard before you start getting into those light and REM sleep cycles. So it's non-REM sleep in which this happens. It can include a number of actions like wandering around, sitting up, or just going about normal activities like cooking, taking a shower, or even driving. And, funny enough, Healthline notes specifically that urinating in places that aren't toilets is a habit of sleepwalkers. Bang, bang. Yep. So while your affliction may be rare, at least you're not the only one who gets a little mm. leaky in weird places. Love that. Absolutely love that. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, go on. Please, go on. Well, did you have... Was it something related to that? Because I was just going to explain what, different things. But... What I really can't work out... Like, take something like nightmares, right? Mm-hmm. What, What actual function... Could there possibly be to your body deciding, do you know what? While you're asleep, I'm going to play you some scary shit. (laughs) And you're not even going to know why it's scary, but it's going to be super scary. (laughs) It's going to be terrifying. I mean, obviously, dreams and nightmares are a slightly different thing than sleepwalking in and of itself. Of course, of course. And I don't think like... I don't know that that's like from like an evolutionary standpoint, a thing that's like necessarily a like a boon to us or whatever so much as it is just kind of like our weird brains process stuff while we're sleeping <laughs> and so you know which is what a lot of people think a lot of people think that's yeah that's it's like, what dreams are all about if we're stressed out or things like that like you know when you experienced it for the first time with the covid dreams like it well yeah I it mean, isn't necessarily related was... to covid but you're having weird ass dreams as you're stressed that, out that's, from this that's something tangible that i think I've I've learned over the past few years of Joag. Uh, you cannot now convince me that nightmares are not a reaction to the the kind of the 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 fucked upness of the external world. Right, like it, it's not necessarily you know it's not a a matter of like oh you can read dreams and these are symbols of things and stuff like that. Like that's not what's going on up there. Bullshit. But no. we are dealing with you know the stressors yes. of life and that may manifest as like a really direct dream like my husband has nightmares about like being uncouth in social situations so like it'll be like right it's like the sweetest thing like he had like this whole nightmare he was telling me about like a spider woman chasing or something like that and then at the end of the dream it was like it turned out that he had eaten her piece of pizza without asking and she was really disappointed in him for it so it was all totally justifiable (laughs) right no like he was like really upset like oh my god like this this is really really uncool of me to like eat that piece of pizza that belonged to somebody else without asking and he like felt guilt you know like it's actually quite upsetting to me it is it's like like, oh 
golly. I mean, and that's the thing is like, it's kind of, that's like a very literal sort of manifestation. Whereas like, you know, I will like straight up just have like blood and guts dreams of people being like ripped to shreds. And it's like, I'm not, that's not the stressor in my real life. It's just how my brain is processing that I'm stressed out. It happens too directly to write it off as coincidence. Right. Exactly. You know, COVID nightmares was 100% a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ukraine invasion nightmares, mm-hmm. that was a thing. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of just, like Israel-Palestine nightmare type things. Again, yeah. not about it per se, but like just sleeping oh, yeah. poorly. Not dreaming about nightmares. the events, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> but when there's stress, kind of pervasive stress every mm-hmm. fucking way, my, my brain will use that as an excuse to launch some fucking real tasty treats on the <laughs> Yeah, exactly that. Uh, so yeah, uh, kind of a different thing from sleepwalking necessarily. Um, especially, yeah, sleepwalking and dreaming is really interesting because one of the important elements of sleepwalking is that the area of your brain that's responsible for memory is shut down during sleepwalking. Um, and so largely sleepwalking is characterized by an inability of the sleepwalker to recall that they did it. So like, yeah. you know, there's, this can happen that people will know why they sleepwalked. Um, a case of this, for example, is, uh, Mike Birbiglia, the comedian and actor. Um, he famously, uh, sleepwalked out a window because he had a dream that like the hotel he was in was like under attack. And wow. so he jumped out of a window. Um, and now I've, I saw one of his live shows and he was talking about like now he like he sleeps in like mittens and like wrapped in basically like a, a straight jacket type thing so that Holy he can't shit. get up and like harm himself uh, while he's sleeping. But he has as opposed to most sleepwalking, which is non REM sleep, he has a REM sleep disorder. So because this happens in REM sleep, he actually is somewhat aware of what's happening because that memory center of the brain is not yeah. shut down while he's yeah. he's doing this. But generally, uh, you won't have any idea. You won't be like, oh, I had a dream and I did this. You will have no recollection whatsoever that anything happened. Um, this this topic actually got me to have a conversation with my mother, right? Because oh. I, I, I half remembered, like back when I was like a t- super small kid, one of my relatives on my grandma's side, like one of my, like maybe my great grandmother or, 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 or something along that kind of area, had died through sleepwalking out of her bedroom window. We're going to talk about that. Or what, my great nanny Thomas? Not her, but about I, sleepwalking out of windows. Well, uh, it turns out I I had misremembered it. She did indeed die from plummeting out of her bedroom window. Um, but it wasn't sleepwalking. She uh, she had dementia quite badly and would wander around at night. And okay. I was afraid you were going to say she walks. did it on purpose. I was like, that's really dark. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was no. like, oh, God, where is this going? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's horrible. But, yes, but... it is, it is. But, uh, yeah, uh, 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 she was found the next morning in a, in a garden. Like yeah. kind of the like sundowning thing or whatever, yeah. This is your great grandmother. Yes. Did you know this this uh, great grandmother at all, or is this before you came? About? No, i i couldn't I couldn't conjure up a, a kind of a memory of sure. a, a memory of her physically, but I definitely met her. Yes. I okay, gotcha. Her. Interesting. That's I have like 
well, one grandpa I never met, uh, but one that it's like, yeah, I guess I, I kind of knew this guy, but he died when I was like one. So yeah. like, eh, it doesn't yeah. super count. Uh, that's really interesting, though, and we will mm. we'll get to the Windows thing again. Um, and this whole the not being able to recall things also goes along with uh, the fact that in your sort of between and sleeping and waking state, uh, pain tends to also be masked. And I will come back to that because that's relevant. Mm. So in general, sleepwalking is pretty innocuous, if obviously a little scary. Uh, but at times it can get dangerous. In a study of 100 repeat sleepwalkers, 57.9% had either been injured or injured someone else while they were sleepwalking. So more than half have either injured themselves or others Good while God. sleeping. Obviously, only 100 people, so we can't know how representative that is, but that is something. Mm. Um, and as a result of this, despite the old wisdom, you actually should try to gently wake up a sleepwalker so that they don't fuck themselves up falling downstairs or chopping their of fingers course. off trying to make a late night snack or things like that. What What is the, the, the wisdom then in, the, in that old saying? Why, um, why th- should you not wake them up? I think part of it is that it has to be gentle. Um, yeah. So if you like scare someone, you know, potentially you can cause them other problems. Like they might violently act out because it gets right, like... Right, right. One of the things about sleepwalkers is that, like, in that state, like, they're largely asleep. So <laughs> they aren't yeah, necessarily yeah, yeah. aware of what's going on with, yeah. around them. So basically, if you, like, come up and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> they might just, like, fight you, you know, because they have no idea what's going on. Like, yeah, yeah you could be an attacker <laughs> or a dragon or whatever um, as a result of this. So I think that's largely what it's about is, you know trying not to cause more harm by jolting someone awake but you can gently wake someone and uh you know lead them back to bed and they'll probably pretty much immediately fall back asleep yeah 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 um Um, oh go ahead the 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 next time pete sleepwalks because he's his thing is he only does it when it's cute and beautiful (laughs) um he is cute and beautiful Oh, he is cute and beautiful. And when he sleepwalks, just never more so. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna document it next time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a sneaky little record of him next time he you got around. He'd probably, yeah. as long as you don't post it on the internet, I'm sure he'd find it very adorable too. Yes, he would. He would, <laughs> he would. Um, so coming back to your dear great grandmother, this brings me to one of the most fascinating phenomena related to sleepwalking: falling out of windows. <laughs> In one of the articles I read. This was actually listed as one of the most common sleepwalking accidents. And sure enough, when I started looking into it, it happens kind of a lot. (laughs) So I'm just going to give you a couple examples. For example, in 2009, 18-year-old Rachel Ward got out of her bed in her West Sussex home after sitting her art practical exam earlier that day with several other exams on the horizon. So she had... She was obviously stressed. It's A-levels, you know, yes. going through all that stuff. She put on a jumper, which I think is a sweatshirt in American yes, English. It yes, it is. <laughs> then opened up a first floor window, which is a second floor window in American English, and landed 25 feet below on a strip of grass next to her car. And oh. she actually landed on her feet, leaving divots six inches deep in the ground. Oh, shit. And collapsed. She fell. She fell. Fell, fell. Like, 
That is, that's a leap, six six inches into the ground, standing up. Uh, so yeah, she she collapsed onto the grass after that, and she was actually super lucky because there was a photo of where she landed on the on the grass, and it is like just this thin strip, and then it's the driveway. So it oh, would have been like wow. pavement if she had landed slightly forward from where she did. Um, as it was, she yelled for her mom, who came out and found her in what looked like a trance. She and her husband carried Rachel back inside where she fell back asleep. But they figured, you know what, we should probably follow up with this. <laughs> and so they put her in the car uh, where she continued to sleep and brought her to the hospital where she received x-rays and CT scans, but was actually found uh-huh. to have no injuries at all. Wow. She said that her back ached a little afterwards, but she wow. had no recollection of anything but feeling cold and her parents being above her, talking to her and telling her that she had to go to the hospital. She actually, like, posited that she was, like, because she's, like, a dancer. And she was, like, maybe it's because I spend five hours, like, doing, like, leg workouts and stuff every day that I didn't injure myself when I fell out of the window. It kind of hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like, landing on your feet for most of us would just, like, you know. Completely. Completely. Yeah, collapse and A life of back us. pain. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and she just had a little bit of back pain and was okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, in 2012, a nine-year-old North Yorkshire girl named Jasmine Clark, who had a history of sleepwalking, moved into a new bedroom, a blessing and a curse. It may have been the disruption of changing rooms that caused her sleepwalking that night at around 1 a.m., at which point her parents awoke to the sound of her screams. Jasmine had opened up the bedroom window and fallen 30 feet to the ground. 30 feet. No. Here's the blessing part. <laughs> They had removed the old carpet from that new bedroom and rolled it up, placing it in the garden until they could get rid of it the next day. Jasmine happened to fall right onto that rolled up carpet, breaking her fall. Oh, nice. She (laughs) suffered only some bruising and a cut on her chin that required stitches. Very nice. Very, very lucky. It was also, I mean, what's unlucky, obviously, that it happened. But the thing with this was that they had basically it was like the permitting of the house made it so like there was this loft window Mm. and they had to have it as like a fire safety thing and when they had asked the like permit people can we put a lock on it they said no because for fire safety it had to be accessible and so basically it was because of the safety laws that the girl was able to open up the window and fall out of it Man, blessing and curse. Yeah, like all of it is just kind of like, yikes, okay, yeesh. Um, In 2018, 35-year-old Randy Potasane took some of his girlfriend's sleeping pills before bed. And at around 5 a.m., he climbed out of an eighth-floor window of her Lower East Side New York apartment and fell six stories onto some scaffolding below. He had to be rescued by firefighters clad only in his boxers, and no. had broken his leg and a rib. And stayed... Yes. St- was, was, was it at that point he woke up? Yeah, I think once he had, you know, was freezing in his boxers with his body mm. all broken, he finally woke up. Uh, and they, they called the cops and the firefighters came. Um, That's incredible. Yeah. And in the pictures from this, he looks very confused, the poor guy. Just like, no idea what is going on and how he ended up there. Mm. Um, it's basically his girlfriend who filled in what happened because he had no idea how he ended up down there. That's um, amazing. 
And in February of this year, 18-year-old Australian dairy farmer Abby Sizer was staying at a friend's house when she woke up in what she described as pain and agony. It turned out that she'd been dreaming of milking her cows and ended up walking straight out a second floor window, falling four and a half meters, shattering her spine and pelvis. Yeah, took about a year for her to recover from that. Holy shit. Yeah, but I mean, better than the alternative when it comes down to it. Well, yeah, exactly. And in her head, (laughs) her brain is all like, milk the cows. Yeah, yeah, just going about her business. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's what, like, the idea that she, like, woke up in pain and agony. That's the thing. It's like, you don't any- necessarily know, and no. then all of a sudden you you wake up, and then you're like, ah, why, why does everything hurt? Yeah. Uh. Exactly. Like <laughs> but, that detective way at the start. Exactly. I am shot a man. I am a murderer. <laughs> right. It's because that, The one like... thing I have sworn to <laughs> eliminate. Ah. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Uh, oh, no. The irony. <laughs> <laughs> Oist by my own petard. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just one of the wild things about these stories is that unless the the sleepwalker immediately wakes up not only is the memory mm. part shut off but also the pain uh yes. and in many of these stories i read these folks suffered major injuries and just went right back to sleep not realizing they had broken bones <laughs> and other such things until they woke up and the pain hit which obviously makes the situation even more dangerous because if say you hit your head you could potentially die if you don't immediately get treatment. Mm. So, mm. you know, there are, I didn't tell any, there are instances of people actually dying, obviously falling out of these windows. But, you know, yes. these were, uh, you're going to tell us about, you know, a sleepwalking well, death. So I figured I'd stick to the, the things no, people uh, survived. Uh, thank you. Very kind. And in each of these instances, I guess, it's it's down to the whims of the, the, the sleepwalker's psyche. Right about how they're going to hurt themselves and how badly they're going to hurt themselves. But in each of these cases, at least it was only themselves mm-hmm. that were hurt. Right. Um, there was a just a fucking wild case in 1987 in Canada, right, in Ontario, um, of a fellow by the name of Ken Parks, mm-hmm. uh, a guy who had quite a, a kind of a, 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 a rocky upbringing, um, kind of very fractious relationships with his stepfather, with his biological dad. Um, you know, dropped out of school at 15. Uh, but, you know, his, his life was on the up and up. He, he married a, 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 a runaway teen that he'd met when he, when he was younger. Uh, they had kids. Um, but the guy was mentally quite, quite kind of he had a difficult time upstairs. He was a gambling addict. He got sacked from a job he had in 1986 for theft. Uh, and sleep was always an issue. Depression was always an issue. Medication was always an issue, mm. which culminated <clears throat> in 1987 with Ken coming to, coming around, snapping back to himself with blood oh, all no. over his hands at a police station. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Some 14 kilometers away from his house, right? Uh-huh. He had jumped into his car, driven 14 miles to his in-law's house, um, let himself into their home with a key that he had, mm-hmm. uh, and beat them both to death <sighs> oh with God. a fucking tire iron. Jesus. Right? Um, and then drove to the police <clears throat> station to hand himself in. <laughs> his 
his father-in-law. And he had th- he drove to the on. police station and turned himself in before he woke up. He every account lists him as coming to in the police station. Wow. Yep. Uh, just absolutely crazy. And some of the detail. I mean, it it, it was only one of his in-laws who died. I can't remember which survived. Bear with me a sec. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, his father-in-law died. His mother-in-law survived. And he was acquitted. The court acquitted him. Um, you know, neurologists, neuroscientists studied him. Uh, and it was... It was um, it was put down to homicidal sleepwalking, uh, sleepwalking, homicidal somnambulism. Wow. Did they yep. like, what did, did his like mother-in-law testify or anything like that? Like, was it like he was in a trance or anything like that when described? Well, the jury acquitted him completely. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, uh, the, there was no kind of enmity or bad blood between him and his ex-in-laws. Okay. Uh, you know, he, he still had a key to their home. Uh, just incredible that, that, that his, his mind would direct him to go there, to drive there. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, it's not like he was fending off an attack. He thought they were someone else or something like that. Like his body got him up to go and and drive to their place. Them specifically. passive. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Um, but the fact that there was absolutely no motive, the fact right. that he had, you know, this, this this history of kind of sleep issues, this history of, um, you know, showing remorse. The guy was fucking crushed that he'd done this, you know, right. and he was he was acquitted. Wow. That's mm. bonkers. So there's precedent. Yes. In Canada. That's 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 what I'm saying. <laughs> if you want to pull this off, there's precedent. Is the message here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If, if that's what you're asking me, I will tell you there is precedent for this in Canada. <laughs> yeah, I I read various, like, just sort of skimmed through some stories about, like, homicidal murders. And, you know, I think one of the earliest ones, basically, at this point, they think, like, that was that was not sleepwalking. They, mm. um, I meant homicidal sleepwalking, not homicidal murders. <laughs> but homicidal <laughs> sleepwalking. <laughs> sounds like a good name for a band. <laughs> homicidal murders. Homicidal murders. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah like you know it's one of those things kind of like when we talked about the ambient def- ambient defense that like doesn't it's not necessarily going to to get you off the hook because it is very hard to prove that you were yeah, sleepwalking yeah, yeah. and you yeah. know a lot of times people are just using that as a cover like oh i woke up and my partner is oh. dead oh what mm. happened and then it turns out that there was like oh, all I kinds of strife. Collect and... all of this life insurance that we took out <laughs> last week. Yeah, uh... exactly. Uh, that's always oh, no. it's one of my favorite genres of Dateline is just <laughs> they got an insurance policy a week before and then killed the person. It's like you got like, come on, come on, play the long game here. Bruh. You've got to let that settle for a while before you go and murder someone. You can't just up it to a million dollars and then poison them a week later. Like... After Googling how dispose corpse. <laughs> Right. Uh, It's incredible how often that, like, (laughs) either that the search history says something about, like, exactly the method they used, or the search history says how to delete search history. (laughs) 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 Just like, oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) It's a good thing murderers are idiots. Uh, It's really helpful. 
but yeah, it, it's fascinating. There are certainly several cases in which people have committed murders where it really does seem like it was because of that. They There was nothing yep. that they could do. They had no memory of having done it. My mother's yelling outside my door. <laughs> At what? <laughs> uh, who knows? Yeah, who knows? No idea. Um, but yeah, it, it's like uh, kind of a terrifying thing to think about. You know, I don't want, if you have sleepwalkers in your family, I don't want you to be terrified of them, but maybe you should be terrified maybe you should, of them. Maybe you should be. Yeah. You know, ask the family of Ken Parks. Right. Like, it might get a little scary. Right now, Mark, you're just peeing on TVs, but like, yeah. who knows? It's a very, just, I'm not like actively still like a rogue kind of <laughs> nightly every constantly. other week pissing on a telly. I did that the one time, one time. <laughs> Uh, it's good to clarify but yes who knows when Laura put that kind of terrified hand on my shoulder Mark what are you doing <laughs> she's lucky she didn't get a you know right like if you had been holding something who knows what would have exactly. happened well that's I why was you... that's... <laughs> nothing that was going to cause a lot of uh, damage actually uh, <laughs> but you know that's you might want to tell Laura be careful you want to wake me gently even if I'm about to destroy your expensive technology. I I don't think I've got any more tries of that left. <laughs> I, I, don't, only I don't think you have a choice. Once I get to try <laughs> you that. Only, you only get one. And then it's, sorry, buddy, you're in the doghouse. Bye. <laughs> yeah, you just make sure there's no weapons in Pete's room or anything like yeah. that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's That's a given. <laughs> he takes his katana off the wall and comes for you all. What happened? <laughs> oh, man. Ima- but look, you know, imagine being in, in the shoes of, of Ken Parks or similar, when right. you realize you've done something so out of character. Yeah. Something you never in a million years would have done while conscious. Yeah. But for fucking reasons known only to itself, your brain has decided that you're a murderer when you sleep. Isn't that fucking wild? Cool, neat. Isn't Love it? that. Love that. Super mm. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that all I do is mumble and laugh at dream jokes. <laughs> yeah, it could be worse. I don't know if I've said this before, but Laura has uh, a a restless night leg. <laughs> yes, you have admitted to kicking your, your partner. Only, yes, <laughs> but that was in the early days when I thought maybe that would solve it. Uh, <laughs> now there is no solving it. You've just got to write no. it. You've just got to wait. Yeah. I've got some great stuff I'll have to tell you about, though, that helps me with my restless leg. Good. Tastes like chalk, but it works. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Friends, if you're sleepwalkers, we want to hear about your sleepwalking stories. Uh, now that that phobia is firmly established in my brain, I want to hear about other people who walk the walk of the murderers and the mm. window jumpers and all of those kinds of things. So please tell us your sleepwalking stories if you have them. Yeah, we'd or love to hear any of your family members or any that you've heard. We'd love it. Uh, obviously, goes without saying, we'll, we'll, you know, talk about them on the cast if they're good. <laughs> if they're good. Otherwise, we will shame you by yeah, not <laughs> talking about them at all. Thank you for listening once again to this rambling Thanksgiving week exhausted episode of the Jack of All Graves podcast. We are so thankful uh-huh. for you, and we hope that you're yeah. feeling thankful and loved and surrounded by family or chosen family or by yourself if that's the best place for you to be this fine week yep no judgment no judgment there believe me and as you go into now the end of november leading into 
the real down and dirty holiday season, there's one thing you got to do. You got to stay spooky. You got to stay spooky.